This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Marky D, Mark Davison. Mark, how you doing on this sprightly Sunday morning? Yeah, not too bad, Manny. How you doing? What's, what's yeah. happening in uh, your in your neck of the woods? Same, same uh, as mate. me? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, I think we're both pretty fortunate. We're, we're, you know, we're near the beach, so at least that's within our realms of what we're allowed to do with these lockdowns. You know, Jared Devil's... First in the live chat. I think he was first in last week too. From Oh, no, George Tester might have been. Anyway, J-Devil, you've been in pretty fast, pretty quick uh, last couple of weeks, so good on you, mate. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's just – it's cold. Man, I want it to be summertime. I'm done with this winter thing. It's getting close, though, Matty, real close. we got the Hall of Fame game coming around the corner. Pre-season, we had the uh, official depth chart came out today, which means uh, – it means – it doesn't really mean too much in some some aspects of it. Um, we're only a month away from the real football until we beat the Bills. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's Sunday for us. We're always like 14-something hours, you know, plus into the future. So we're joining you guys on your Saturday night on the East Coast, late Saturday afternoon on the West Coast. That's Sunday morning for Mark and I. So, look, last week we talked a little bit around well we talked a lot around you know players that were coming off contracts so players in the last year their deal and would they star surprise or slip for the Steelers and interestingly enough Mark and I didn't have as much overlap as what we anticipated going into the show so what we thought we'd do is do a little bit of it this week but the fun thing is that I had Vince Williams on my list, Mark. I really wanted to talk around Vinny Vitovici this week after, you know, we lost him and then we got him back and then, you know, and we kind of needed to lose him because his salary cap was going to be a massive impediment to being able to do things on the roster. Mate, I can't imagine, I can't imagine how you must have been feeling when you saw, you know, Vince Vitovici retired. Like, I can't imagine the reaction when you woke up to that notification. (laughs) Well, that's the funny thing. And we said it before, like, because we live in Australia, it's so weird. That news would have came out, I believe, maybe 4 p.m., around, probably around this time, right? 4 or 5 p.m. Um, on, on the East Coast or near dinner time. So you guys would have had uh, that news long before I did. So I woke up and I was looking through Facebook and then I see um, Adam Shefty, uh, Vince William uh, retired. And I went, oh, man, like that, like, it's a similar one to when I had, when I've, when I saw James Harrison go be a Patriot or with Brown being a Patriot or, or something like that, this three, you can't put, you can't put words to it. You just think, I, I thought uh, Vince William was going to have one more year and and really, you know, ride out this this year and, and win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, he was his, – his Steeler presence and Steeler mentality is some of the funnest football to watch. Like, he's just a run stopper. He nails people. He – he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get too involved in social media. He just runs people over and he was really like a great player to watch. And I don't know if Melbourne, uh, Melbourne, uh, Melbourne Ingram coming into the Steelers 
that might have affected uh, Vince Williams' playtime because he can play inside that linebacker as well. Uh, what do you reckon? Like, what t- what time did you find out? I found out about this time, like nine a.m. when I woke up. Yeah, I think I saw it like seven or eight a.m. or what have you. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to. Pre- I predicted that would happen. I'm not going to do that. But I I don't know. I'm not crazy surprised. Like, I don't know. Like, I figured this would probably be his last year. Like. He didn't get a lot of interest from other teams and he might have been waiting it out like before the Steelers were able to bring him back. I think he wanted to come back a Pittsburgh Steeler. But it kind of makes sense because when they brought him back, I remember thinking, oh man, maybe he's just going to see like if Devin Bush is back or not. And that, you know, that might decide his season. You know, does he want to play behind Spillane and Buddy Johnson? You know, we're hearing reports. I woke up to reports this morning. You know, Spillane, you know, had a one-handed uh, interception. And, you know, we know from Beckham Jr. that one play doesn't make a career, but, like, particularly in, you know, training camp. But I think when you think about those sorts of things, maybe you just sort of thought, hey, and, you know, I don't want to put my body through it. I'm not doing it for as much money as I thought I was going to do it. Still as a set with the inside linebacker position, you know, Bush got cleared this week, you know, to go back to full practice. Buddy Johnson, I think, is going to surprise a lot. Uh, you know, and Spillane's developing and, and he's got a good head on his shoulders and, you know, can do what Vince does and it's got a bit more speed to burn. So, yeah, like, it makes sense. I mean, I think if you if you look at another player that we, we've been managed to keep in, like, Tyson Alawalu, you know, would you what who's more crucial this year? Is it Alawalu or Vince? The problem for me, though, is Vince is another vocal leader that we don't have anymore. So, like, it just... It just ups the ante for the other guys that we've talked about, both young and old, through this offseason to actually deliver, um, you know, in terms of leadership and pumping pumping the Steelers up this season. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But, you know, we need someone to step up as a rum thumper. Spillane did that with Derrick Henry on that play last year. We can't expect that throughout the whole season. So, like, I think the pressure's on here with Buddy Johnson to step up. But you bring up Melvin Ingram, who I'm happy to put on the list as well for this week because look, I, you know, massive fan of Melvin Ingram. A lot of people know that I started out my NFL fandom, you know, with a lens of looking, you know, at the Chargers while I was watching the Steelers, you know, because I was a teenager and my parents got me a Chargers jersey. But Melvin Ingram, you know, and so I've always kind of watched what they've done. And Melvin Ingram is someone that the stats – because of a few injuries, don't really demonstrate how good he is. And he is so versatile. Like if you're playing a 4-3, you can play him at defensive end, you can play him inside. And I think that's the cool thing now is that, uh, and I think it was talked about potentially on the preview this week, um, you know, around, it was one of the shows about, you know, Melvin Ingram. I might've been Dave and Jeff when they predicted the roster, but like, you know, you could see situations where Melvin Ingram Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt are all on the field at the same time. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I I agree. I can see him in the in the middle linebacker, or you know, he could be opposite TJ. He could take TJ's spot. Um, it's a good. To, it's good to bring a guy in like Melvin Ingram. Not not saying he's going to replace uh, Vince Williams, but you have got to give a shout out as well to Vince Williams. He's played eight years as a Steeler, and now that I'm starting to you know love this team even more, uh, eighteen years I think I've been following him now. All the all the players I started watching are starting to leave us. The only the only real guy there is uh, Big Ben. 
So that's interesting to see how we're turning a new um, a new page into the to Steeler history with our new O line, some new defensive guys. You know, we love guys like TJ, but uh, I think we'll miss I think we'll miss Vince Williams just that leadership and like it was just so fun to watch. Like nothing better than watching him crack someone and just I can't even I can't even imagine Matty how hard he hit those players like. You, I wouldn't like. There's no way. Like, I, I know there are some big tacklers out there, but he was a like a huge human being coming down that the A gap or the B gap, and then running over the fullback. And some of the bull rushes he did, I saw in some highlights like re- recently. He takes on men twice the size of him, runs over them, then gets the quarterback. You know, he wasn't always there on every down, but yeah, he's he's, he's he, like I used to like when he played with um, Lawrence Timmons, like those two together. You know, not not the fastest guys, but they were big brutes. <laughs> Speaking of big brutes, uh, it's been brought up in the live chat by BMK Bully Mob Kennel. Did you all watch the Tomlin conference? Apparently, Finney and JC got hurt while Kendrick Green was out for personal reasons. Yeah, look, I don't take too much stock into a lot of that. I mean, it does sort of affect, you know, someone like Haskins getting reps. You know, Kendrick's going to be back tomorrow. I saw Tomlin say uh, Finney and JC, well, you know, I don't have a lot of time for JC. You know, I don't think he's going to do anything so fine with Finney. Um, I'm sure they've got other guys that can spot the spot the football as well. Maybe give Canada a few extra reps. I don't know, like to spot, you know, to to do that to snap the football. But I don't see that as the big issue. And then earlier in the chat, I think it was uh, might have been Daredevil that brought up uh, Dan Moore Jr. Um, just taking a break from these four off contract players. I'm Mark. I'm really high on Dan Moore Jr. I am. This is the same as where I, what I was like on Highsmith last year. I think he's going to have to step up. Whether it's there's a niggling injury or something's going to happen, I really like him. So I'm excited by the preseason in terms of him getting some some reps. Um, I know the Steelers. Obviously, the other news this week was that they signed Chaz Green, who uh, unfortunately has led in six sacks before in one game against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So we need a guy like Dan Moore Jr. to step up. So, you know, I don't mind him getting into scuffles with, you know, I think he got it into it with Haywood and Loudermilk. Good on you, mate. Like, the thing is, is these players, I mean, you even talk about Cam Haywood, right? Like, he was asked questions in one of the press conferences this week about, you know, Devin Bush and what have you. You know, and as Mike, as, as Jedevil brings up with, you know, iron sharpening iron, as Mike Tomlin likes to say, I don't care. These are grown men. If they're that, if they're going to be that physical with their own teammates, look out when they start playing other teams. I don't know about you, Mark. What do you reckon about these sort of training, training scuffles and sideline scuffles? It, it doesn't mean anything. It's it's like you said. It's grown men. It's ninety. There are ninety odd uh, adults, adult men who have high egos, and they're all physically, you know, like I said, brutes, and they want to kill each other. And they've had a really crazy year where they couldn't do it last year in the preseason. Let them. Like, nothing's going to happen out of it. Like, the guys won't, um, you know, hate each other or, you know, they won't um, disband each other as friends. This just happens. Like, this happens, I think, in our schooling days too. You kind of just got into fights and you you let your two mates fight it out. um, And then they both wore themselves out and then they got tired and they had a beer together. That's, That's the Australian thing that we used to do. Now, for me, I used to just spectate and egg that on. I never got involved in the fights. I'm not getting involved in that. <laughs> oh, you're one of those like, ones, eh? He called you this. Oh, did you hear about what he said about your mum and stuff like that? You know? <laughs> but look, it doesn't mean anything. I've been trying to press this issue for a while. It's competition. 
So if that uh, depth chart comes out and you're the fifth person and you go on the, on the internet and you're the receiver or you're the O-line guy, then you you want to win the job. That's what you want to do. So if, if it's hard for like to win the quarterback job because you're not going to be Big Ben, but it's all about competition. Uh, Dan Moore, you know, as long as you don't get into scuffles every single practice, like you can't build a good team around that. But once in a case, you know, in a while, it's fine. <laughs> You're one of those people egging it on on the sidelines. I was the guy. Thank you, mate. I'm very I, was, I was the guy that didn't start it, and would have to like pull a mate back or something like that. You know, like I mean, like you get involved, like you're sort of there, like doing the no, not not happening kind of thing. Um, you know, and when when you know in my rugby days, one of the years we had this uh, small guy on the field, the halfback, the scrum half, right, and like little, little sort of niggly player. And, uh, you know, kind of think of him like a slot corner in defense, um, you know, or a lot of, you know, sort of a, a Swiss Army knife, like running back in offense. And he used to stir all the big boppers up from the other team and like, you know, punch him, you know, on, on the ground and stuff like that. And then all of us like bigger guys had to go in and defend him and he'd sort of stand behind us as a wall. He used to really get our, <laughs> grind our gears. It was just like, let's get on with it. I wouldn't do that. Like I've done, I won't fight now because there's no way I'll probably survive. But in my younger days, like, t- well, you know, five, 10 years ago, I've been in one where, you know, I, I pick my, my person. I don't choose the biggest guy <laughs> like it's Kevin Dotson. I choose someone who, who looks like me, you know, like it's the same similar building. And if they want to tussle, then it happens. But it's, it's not, there's no way that I go around and go, hey, Kevin Dotson, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's fight about something. It's, you know, look, it means, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, a bit like the depth chart. It doesn't mean anything right now. Wait until we do the Hall of Fame game. And even then, it probably won't mean anything. Just wait until the, the preseason progresses and we start to see these guys make plays. And, and yeah, it's exciting times. Like this is this is what we want out of these Steelers, to, to get fired up. That's it. That's it. So let's go on to Melvin Ingram, right? You know, we talked a little about him there with Vince Williams. I've talked about him before, Mark. Like, you and I have talked about him. I've talked about him on War Room and, and all the rest of it. Everyone was super high on Justin Houston, and I get Justin Houston's sack numbers are higher. But for you, right? You know, because I'm not—I don't. I mean, we've not really talked about you know Melvin Ingram that much. He's not been a Steelers player. There's been no need to. But for you as a fan sitting there, you know, you probably heard the name around the league. You may have seen him play a little bit. What was your feelings when you heard that the Steelers signed him? Because you know, there's a lot of other, like, you know, guys like on the Draft Network, you know, guys like Move the Sticks, you know, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, you know, they talk about Ingram, you know, when Sherman, before Sherman did, you know, all the crazy things he's done in the last couple of weeks. But, you know, there's been really key defensive free agents that teams could sign, but it's about the right opportunity. So you hear, you wake up on Monday or Tuesday, whatever it was, and you hear Melvin Ingram sign. What are you feeling there? He's the, he's the old school linebacker, a bit like, a bit like Vince William, like, I've seen him around the league, and he's done some really good things with the the Chargers. Uh, I think he's, he's done he's done a few uh, Pro Bowls. But the, the biggest yeah. thing I like about him is his passion. I'm, I was watching, and you know, we all do this. Still, fans when they sign a player or they, they let go of a guy, we jump into the highlights. We we try and see, you know, what he's going to bring to the Steelers. Um, he was doing film breakdown with um one of the, who's that bloke with a really weird finger? The the uh, Brian Baldinger. Yeah. Brian <laughs> Oh, Mate, how does he not the... get that fixed? I just want to pause you there. I, I, I had my index finger <laughs> one rugby game on a 45. It's still bent on like badly because while the physio was getting the strapping tape, I popped it back into place. But then I kept playing the game. But like, 
What? Like you ma- you made millions, mate. Why can't you fix it? Get it like surgically it's like, fixed. It's like that. He's like, yeah, hey, you over then. You're like, oh, which one? Is it me or this bloke behind me? Like, um, <laughs> look, sure, I, I love his takes though. He's like, he's an analyst. Oh, like, he, he's yeah. he's great. Uh, uh, Boldinger and uh, Kurt Warner there. They, I think I was talking to him about uh, how Ingram plays, and his passion for the game is really good, and his instincts for the game are really good as well. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> Oh jeez! I'm just trying to put you off. I I think uh, is it uh, Baldy got his uh his finger caught in one of the helmets, didn't he? Yeah, like, yeah. Is that right? It got, yeah, it got yeah. caught. In, yeah, I don't know how, but look, going back to Ingram, he he's a very passionate player, and he's he's a veteran. Like I know there is injury history, but so what? Like, who cares? Like you, 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 that's 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 on his record. But if he can, you know, contribute to the the, the run blocking or, uh, um, you know, or getting in there and stopping the run or um, getting after the quarterback. That's all we care about. And it's going to help. It helps that um, – I know you you attested this as well. The the outside linebacking position, it helps them a lot. Yeah. I mean, this is it. This is it. Uh, oh, and David, our, our champion from the UK. Hey, boys, my joint second favorite Aussies. Good day. Hope you're both good. So who's the first favorite? <laughs> Or are we equal? Yeah. Are we equal. That makes sense. <laughs> if you're not, if you're not first, you're last. That's Ricky it, Bobby, mate. mate. My my late grandmother used to say, you know, winning isn't everything, <laughs> but no one likes losing. Yeah, or or it sure is fun or something like that, right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 look, that, that's that's a very good point though, because like a lot of sport that we've we've played, right? You've got to go in with a winner's mentality. You have to go 100%. in with that. If you don't, if you don't go in that you believe that you're not going to win with any of these players, any of these Steelers, then there's no point playing because, like, if you go in to lose, you're the way you play in the field, you'll lose. You won't, you won't pick off the interception. You won't get there fast enough. You won't um, get behind the the sticks. You, you got to have that motivation. So, I'm hoping this team can have that winning mentality too, like every single game. And if we lose, some fair, but I want to see them put on the field. Yeah. Do you know another saying my late grandmother, Mark, she had a saying that was, uh, <laughs> you know, like the people talk about money, right? And she'd be like, you know, uh, you know, money, money doesn't buy you happiness. And she used to say, that's right, but I'd prefer misery and comfort. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, uh, you're talking to a bloke who's he was still looking for a job and, you know, like if... I could probably sit in this spot for 24 hours and just talk Steelers and I'd be happy. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's the thing I talk about, the happiness, though. It depends what your life experience. So, Marky D, Owen's a big fan of Kylie Minogue. I wonder how many of our American listeners have heard about Kylie Minogue. Oh, Mark, are you there? Just trying to make a point. No one cares about Kylie Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are you kidding me, Owen David? What are you doing, mate? Are you joking? Oh, Jesus. Anyway, let's get third. back to it. <laughs> Put me as third, Owen. <laughs> oh, let's get back to let's get back to Melbourne Ingram. We're all, all right. over we're all over the shop right. today. Uh you know, we're doing a minker, just going right through the uh through the defense. But uh so <laughs> <laughs> so, but with Melvin Ingram though, like, you know, we, we talked about him a little bit there in terms of, you know, coming into the Steelers, you know, that difference, mature sort of player, looking to do different things. You know, when I think about the injuries for Melvin Ingram as well, it's probably allowed us to sign him because if he didn't have those injuries, 
he'd be making seven or eight mil with someone else. And I think we talk about the depth piece we bring in. Like the Steelers have got a history of bringing in guys like Kevin Green and, you know, you know, there's like plenty of other players like Farrier even to a degree. We brought him in. He was, you know, a mate. You know, he absolutely thrived for the Steelers. So I, I'm really hopeful. I mean, for me, I hope Melvin Ingram surprises if we're going to use our star surprise or slip, surprises some fans this season. And I'm also hoping that he, we can get another year out of him, maybe even next year, you know, where if, yeah, exactly. he, if he's happy to go around again. Uh, but, Mark, do you think he'll star surprise or slip? I reckon he'll star. Like, what's there, what's there not to like about him? Like I said, he's, he's, his history is there. Fair enough. Yeah, injury history is there. But this is the time that he's been in the league, I think 11 or is it 10 or 11 years? I think he's been there a yeah, long time. Yeah, this will be his, yeah, his, 11th, yeah, his 10th season. Yeah, so this is – so a lot of players do this. They, they stay with their club for one for, for all their duration uh, and then they, they can't get the Super Bowl there. So they come to a great franchise uh, like the Steelers and then help us win a, a championship. And it gets, it gets him a Super Bowl ring as well. So we know with the Chargers too, the last – Chargers are funny. They have some really great talent. But there are games where you're just like, how are you making that play and why are you doing that? Or um, why in the playoffs they just they fell flat? But their so, defense as well, like, you know, he, he was part of a pretty decent defense that they've had over the last few years there. I mean, you know, that that's the difference with Melvin Ingram too. Like, it's the offense that's let those charges down. You know, it's well, not they had the that defense. Bloke, who's that bloke? Uh, D- Derwin James, right? I was, I was pretty high on him. Like, he was pretty, really good safety, right, for the charges. Well, um, well, yeah. Like yeah. Guys like Joey Bosa. Um, yeah, there's and just I think the charges, like it really the, the the best way I can describe the charges and, and what I was watching, there was one game where I saw they were up by like 14 points, and then to win the game, they lost four fumbles in a row or something. They turned the ball over four times and they just yeah. lost the game. And it might have been yeah. versus the Browns. I can't remember who it was versus. However, another another point for the charges, I think, with their season, their, their career, how they um do things down there. It's we went into their home stadium and had 70% steel fans and we won that game. Yeah. Like that says everything. They tried to Rick roll us and it, and it helped, it gave it to our benefit. They played Renegade to, to trick us and it fired us up. And then we, then we, uh, I just, I, the charges are funny. Look, they got Herbert, but this gives, you know, Melgram's going to be, uh, Ingram's going to be uh, a charger for life. But why can't he win one with us? It's going to help us for sure. 100%, 100%. You know, like, you know, the thing at the end of the day is like, is Tom Brady, you know, I'm not saying Melvin Ingram is going to have a Tom Brady impact on us the way that Tom has on the Buccaneers. But like, is Tom Brady going to be remembered as a Buccaneer or a Patriot? He's going to be remembered as a Patriot, right? So, you know, we're not, so we're not saying Melvin Ingram needs to be remembered as the greatest stealer ever and he's not going to be. But, you know, I'm excited by the impact that he can give. And, you know, even in two fairly injury, you know, well, the last two seasons before his injury, he had more than seven sacks. If you get seven sacks for us this year, that's tick box. That's job done from my from my point of view. Yeah, uh, but the next player, out, about TJ too. I'm just saying it's going to help out TJ as well. Exactly. It's going to give him a bit, a bit of a break. Exactly, exactly. So the other player, one of the next players on my list was Ray Ray McLeod. Now, a few weeks back, I sort of said Ray Ray, you know, was on my borderline. What the heck, five. If you don't know what that is, you can go back and listen to that one. All right. He's on my list. I just have him slipping this season, Mark. I just have Ray Ray slipping. I can't – I've got no confidence that he's necessarily going to break one. He didn't break one last year. People know what he can do. I don't know. I just – I don't really 
think he's going to make much of a difference in the receiving game. We've got too many other people that are going to catch the football, you know, whether it's Najee taking, you know, more catching, you know, targets or catching targets, but, you know, catching more balls across the targets versus what, you know, Connor's been doing. You've got you've added Pat Freemuth to the room. Claypool's coming out in his second year. We've talked about Deontay. We've talked about Washington being that fourth string back up there. You know, I don't know. I just, Ray, I, I don't know what the, yeah, I can't see Ray Ray doing anything more than he did last year. And I think that puts him on that slippery slope to slide down. Yeah. Out of those three options, uh, what is it, star, surprise, or slip, you'd have to choose yeah. slip. Um, like last year, I guess, if, if you had the same question, then you would have cho- you would have been surprised. That would have been the best option because we haven't had a good um, – well, kick return doesn't really doesn't really count anymore because you can't do anything with a kick return, not like the old Devin Hester days. It's more the punt return. Yeah. We had AB. We had um, uh, Deontay took one back. And I believe that's the last time that we've had one taken back and, like, last three years and Ray Ray looked like he was going to do it a few times. And there was, there was one, there was one really um, massive return and look, I'm not, a, not a great runner, but I can kind of see where, where, where I'm running to. And he, he sh- all he had to do was just you know, veer left and then, you know, the old Duke and he was in there. Um, so, but I, I think maybe he's, he's running too far in front of his feet and he's, he's getting tripped up or because there was a, there was a decline last year. Uh, with Ray Ray, he was doing really well, and we all loved him, and we're yelling out, "Ray Ray, Ray, let's go, let's go!" And then he really did start to slip. So it's it's heading towards your camp, and and I guess my camp as well, saying he is slipping because, um, look, if he doesn't show up and he's just a just a normal return guy back there, like to put this Steelers uh, whole team for one more point of advantage would be a great kick return to get us on that forty or fifty or uh, or even into the opposition thirty. And this would all come full circle. So I would love, we'd love to see it, wouldn't we? We'd love to see him su- uh, surprise us. But this is the thing, like, and, and I, I probably, did, you know, could have put this better when we talked about it when we were doing that sort of what the heck five stuff. You know, I'm not saying he's terrible or anything like it, but I just wonder, like, you think about back to AB, right? Or even, you know, Steve Smith, um, you know, from the Carolina that went to Baltimore and all that. They started out, yes, they were receivers, but they started out in the return game. And I just I just wonder, you know, whether we're able to bring in a developmental wide receiver who can return the football. And it's probably not going to be this year. They have signed Ray Ray now. But next year, do we go look for a wide receiver that needs a bit of development? We know the wide receiver, you know, wide receivers, the Steelers can coach them up. We can turn mid-round picks into stars, you know, but we get someone in the return game that's going to make that difference because, like every every player as a fan, you get there, you wait, you know, for them to do something really cool and break one, and they don't, and you're like, oh, man, I got stung by that again." Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, the only thing, Maddie, is I would say, in in our defense, saying that he's going to slip. Well, if he's a, a kick return specialist and he's a fifth on the depth chart. Yeah. Then you know he's not getting snaps at four, three, two, and one. So maybe for him to make this team, he has to excel in that position. So you, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say. So like, if yeah. you've got all that time and that energy to put into that position, now it also comes down to Danny Smith chewing his gum. He's going to change his gum from uh, spearmint to peppermint. What's he going to do? You know, like what's <laughs> what's going to happen with like? Is he giving him the opportunity for these players to succeed? 
And we saw last year with the, the, the runs that he did, I think he just, he for me, he plays a little bit like uh, McFarlane, that he's running too fast in front of his feet and he's he's not seeing the field like a Deontay Johnson or, or, or AB was a specialist at uh, returning, but then he was also even better at receiver. So yeah. you had to save those reps for a receiver. Now, if he's going to surprise us, it's going to be he's going to be fifth on the depth chart and he's going to be returning the ball at great speed and he's going to take that pride in just being that kick returner. And that can happen. But if he doesn't do that, then we just got a kick returner. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Like, there's not a lot of upside kind of thing. It's just it will, and unless he can challenge Washington or the the, the for the third spot. But then if they, he does that, then who's going to be a kick returner? Like, I I just think uh, sometimes you got to you got to play into your role what you know best for the team. Yeah, uh, you, you can't be a selfish player to you know like I want to be get there getting number one reps, but you're maybe you're the best kick return guy. And I think like he knows that like. A lot of these guys on the depth chart, they know where they, they kind of sit and what they can challenge. Um, but in saying that, in saying all of that, if he runs one back for two or three, we're happy. <laughs> like, and we're like, I'm wrong. So it doesn't matter. You know, if he runs back one for 70 yards and we get up seven, seven nil, then what a good but time. Also, like at the end of the day, with the rule change where, you know, like if it's a touchback, it goes to the 25 yard line anyway. I hate like- that rule. I Me too. Like, Maddie. there's no point. Like, and I know they're trying to stop concussions and collisions, but like, they, they, as for a kick return, there's no real kick return. Like, you're not really going to do a lot there, as you say. It's punt return, and then when you look at the good punt returners, like a lot of them now are, you know, you've seen running backs do really well there. You've seen defensive backs do really well there because of the speed that they're running now. Like, I, I don't know. I just. Look, and there's people in the live chat saying they're seeing things and hearing things about Ray Ray, you know, in the slot and doing things in Matt Canada's offense. Like, I feel like, you know, it may, may well be true, but I feel like, and and we're, I'm well guilty of it too when we talked about Jalen Samuels and then I've just decided recently that not. Nah. But, like, we keep hearing what's going to be in Matt Canada's offense. I can't wait for us to actually get going in Matt Canada's yeah. offense because – I feel like everyone, you know, every player right now, depending on what you hear, is like looped into doing well in Matt Canada's offense. So, I mean, look, it could be crazy. You know, I, I can't wait to see what he does with 11, 11 people on the field. Like, I just think it's going to be, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be some real, you know, interesting situations there. We're, just, we're, one- at, the, we're, at, we're at the hype of spe- speculation right now. We're so close. We're so close <laughs> to football. And we are, you know, we're, we're, Oh, I don't know what we're trying to do. We're just trying to. Uh, I'm just. I'm so excited to see these players, and I really want to be wrong. Like, look, if Ray Ray doesn't go very well this year, I want to be wrong. I would be happy to be wrong. Sorry, Matty. No, that's okay. I was just going to say. <laughs> I know you're at the half hour mark, but the other player I was just going to quickly bring up is uh, Rashad Coward there from the Chargers, because uh, I think we can. I'm uh, not Chargers, Chicago Bears. Uh, that we could quickly talk about. Mark, you've heard the name. He's not really done a hell of a lot, you know, for for the Chicago Bears. He interestingly got broken through. I think he's like he was playing video games, or his or his girlfriend or wife, whatever, was playing video games, and it got released that he was, you know, going to you know going to Pittsburgh for a visit. Have you seen much of Rashad Coward? Do you think he can do anything this season for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Look. I'll be very honest. I've seen nothing. I don't, I don't know anything about him. 
I've got no idea. Maybe I should do more research, but I like I just there's so many players on this roster. There are 90 odd players. I can't keep up with all of them. Was was Coward involved in the fight? Was he one of them? Um, you know, uh, jumping over the top and putting some haymakers in there? Is he? If he's one of those blokes, then I'll I'll cheer for him. <laughs> Mate, I don't know, but I just have him as surprise because I can't imagine he can <laughs> slip much unless he slips off the roster. So provided that he makes the roster. And he might be a practice squad guy, but provided he makes, if it's extended to the 16 players or, you know, but yeah, I have him as surprised just because like, we don't know what we're going to get. Well, we don't know. We don't know who, like a lot of them, like the very, very back end of the depth chart because there are so many players. So 90 to 53, like 40 of them get cut or whatever. Uh, if you go down the rabbit hole and try and chase all these guys' careers down, you get lost. Like you just don't know who you have, you know, like it was a very new team at the moment too. We have a very new O-line. And a lot of our stars like Vince and Pouncey uh, and those guys and McDonald have left. So this is why I think even last year we missed the preseason because for fans like me, I want to see these new guys play and I want to get really attached to them and then they cut them. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. Two's our skipper. Hey, remember Skipper? Oh, hey. mate, I remember Skipper. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that brings up part one of Steelers Touch. Down under. Well, that was a wild part one. Join us for part two. We're going to continue on with a couple of these players and crack into some audience Q&A as well. We, we really want to get make sure we get through as many questions as we can at the moment. But we do have a couple more players to talk about. A couple more players are going to be free agents in 2022. So what can they do for the Steelers in 2021? If you're on the YouTube or Facebook side, just hold with us for a couple of seconds here and we'll be right back. 